there's a very useful tool there that store lamb finishing calculator check out your 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 lamb see what weight bands you have the number of lambs in the various different weight categories and um, plug them into that calculator and uh, you, you'll have the figures there it'll tell you exactly what, what's in it and then you can make an informed decision do you keep lambs do you feed lambs do you sell lambs you know what what option do you do hello i'm kieran lynch and welcome to ovicast the chocolate sheep podcast each episode we bring you latest insights advice and technical updates for the sheep industry we're rejoined by michael gossing in the second part of the episode on store lambs this summer we're focusing on those purchasing and finishing lambs we talk about the importance of getting health treatments in place when these lambs arrive on the farm and what impact that can have on them we discuss the expected performance diets mineral nutrition particularly for those finishing lambs intensively we hear now from michael store lambs have been very profitable enterprise if we go back over the last 10 or 12, 13 years, you know, they're, by and large, people have made money, um, you know, on store lambs every year and n- nice money in, in a lot of the years. Like, so it's it, it, it's quite a good um, and, and can be a potentially very profitable enterprise. Look, at the, the main thing for, for, for those lambs is, is when they come onto the farm. Um, you know, we're, we're probably coming to the end or getting close to the end of, of, of shearing lambs, but generally I would say for lambs prior to to October, um, be a benefit in shearing them just to keep the motor briars and bushes and things like that. Um, the big thing, I suppose, in terms of those lambs when they come onto the farms, what we're seeing is a lot of those lambs don't have high egg counts in terms of stomach worms. They're generally very naive, but particularly when they come onto a sheep farm, pick up worms very, very quickly. Um, so they get infected very, very quickly on on the sheep ground, um, and you just need to be conscious of that. That even if we're dosing those lambs coming onto the farm, they probably need to be dosed again about a month later, or certainly do it in a count to see how they're doing a month later, um, and uh, keep an eye on that. Things like liver fluke, um, you know, we probably need to be conscious of that. Uh, sheep scab, and um, you know, lice and things like that. So, you know, if we can, a dip uh, for those dipping those sheep, uh, proper plunge dipping is is what we'd be looking at doing there for small numbers of farm. We're just bringing on a small number, um, maybe an injectable macrocyclic lactone as part of the as part of the stomach worm control and also controlling the scab there um, would, would suffice. But for bigger numbers, we'd generally be looking to, to dip them. Um, and that's great in terms of getting rid of everything. You know, proper dipping gets rid of the not only the sheep scab, but also any any lice that they have and any ticks that they'll have as well. Um, so it's great in terms of cleaning them up. Lameness is a big issue, um, and we need to just keep on top of that. So try avoid buying lambs that are lame, um, bringing them onto the farm, and then just keeping an eye on them and regular foot bathing to keep on top of that. Um, and look at any lame sheep that are there, pull them out. Um and treat them as a separate group until they're cleared up before they're they're moved back in, um, and and look at uh, in Athenry, here when we're bringing lambs into Athenry for our store lamb trials, there we vaccinate them for ORF, um, and we vaccinate them for Clostridium and Pastorella, and that's because we've lost lambs with both of those diseases. So I think that's um generally something that you know 
people will be conscious of if you've had issues with ARF in the past, you you might consider vaccinating for ARF, but certainly I would consider um, strongly advocate um, vaccinating those lambs with with for clostridial disease and pastoral pneumonia because in particular if you're buying from it, lots of different farms, um, and it's a stressful period for those lambs, so they will be kind of susceptible to those um, change of ground and all that type of thing. So going in there when you when you get them with the two shots the first shot and then four weeks later, four or six weeks later, giving them the second shot. It's a small price to pay. Um, you know, one lamb will pay for the vaccinations of, of an awful, one dead lamb pay for the vaccines of an awful lot of, of lambs. Like, so I'd be going in there with with that as well. Look at generally, I suppose it's it's grass when we bring them down, grass, and then slowly introduce them to whatever diets that they're going to be going on to. So if they're going on to forage crops, the grass at the start and then basically introducing them slowly to the forage crop diet um, or if we're grass and or grass forage crop and subsequently going on to meal training them to the meal in time um, so that we, we can get them onto the meal diet when we need them need them um, to be finishing off that meal. And look similarly Michael again this is where like an attack layer comes in and they've been realistic about that finish time on either of those scenarios particularly where you Go to start to introduce and concentrate. There's you, know, you can eat into your margin quite a lot there if you don't go at the right time and have enough frame put on first. Yeah, generally it's hard enough to get the to see the economics working out if you start feeding lambs under thirty eight kilos. You know, um, obviously that's a function of how much you bought them for and all that type of thing. But generally, what we would have seen in in a lot of the the trials in Athenry even with those 25 kilo lambs or lighter lambs, like, you know, you need to kind of bring them up to kind of 36, 37 kgs before you'd even consider training, starting to put them onto the meal. And like, generally they'll do that with good grass, or you know, in over kind of a three, four month period. And then basically you're, you're going in with the meal and supplementing them with meal to, to get them, you know, in, in our case in Athenry, I suppose we were putting them into the shade and finishing them on ad lib diets with, with some forage um, supplement, but mostly meat. The meal was doing the business first there. Um, or, you know, I know there are people who have them outside on forage crops or on grass, and they basically go in with hoppers and start meal feeding. But really, I suppose you're probably talking about a lamb, 37, 38 kgs, would want to be at that kind of live weight before you go into that really intensive meal feeding, you know, finishing system. And they finish very, very quickly at that stage. Um uh, and and um, you know it, it works it works quite well and, and and is quite profitable I suppose if you get them up to that stage, feeding those lighter lambs and putting an awful lot of meal in for a prolonged period of time that can run up a very very big meal bill very very quickly. So again, here's where the weight bandman comes in, particularly as you move towards that finishing period. It's no harm have that group split, have your heavier finishing group ready to go on. And as you indicated there, like when they do go in on that intensive feeding, they will finish quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Even for those late or oh, hill lambs, you know, carcass fatness, and that can become an issue. Michael, just on the more intensive end of it, like for the rations they're using at that stage of the season, watch out for there. Yeah, so look at I, I, I suppose in in terms of of rations uh, with the anyone who would be feeding smaller lambs, like, you know, a, a little bit of meal, maybe creeping them because the grass isn't good quality. You probably want a little bit of extra protein there because those lambs have, have a good bit of growing to do. So we generally be talking about maybe a 16%, 15, 16% ration, protein ration. For those lighter or heavier lambs, then when you're just doing the finishing, 
um, really look at the protein is not that terribly important. It's energy that we're we're looking to put into the diet. So, you know, 13, 14% protein rations would be absolutely plenty um, for for those um, lambs. And really what you're looking at is the energy density of the, of the ration. So really good quality energy, dense ingredients such as barley, wheat, maize, you know, um, pulp, distillers, things like that, that, you know, have, have, have a real good energy content to them um, are, are, I suppose, what's best. Um, and then it's, I suppose, it's a trade-off between the price of those ingredients and, uh, and, and the, the value of them. So, you know, is, is maize better value than barley or, you know, we'd be putting in maybe bits of holes and things like that as well to get a bit of energy in there, but also to get a bit of fiber in there. Um, and again, it's a trade-off between the real Rolls-Royce rations that, you know, are probably really good at everything, but maybe, you know, a lot more expensive per unit than maybe some of the cheaper. So uh, really it's about farmers looking at what are the quality ingredients. Again, I, I must stress that very often, you know, rations are sold on a protein basis and people think that if they're getting a higher protein ration, um, it's better and they're getting something for free, you know, or or, 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 or better value. Um, when you're finishing lambs, you know, these kind of 18, 19, 20% protein rations, they're not what we want for those lambs. We really want a low energy, or, or sorry, a low protein, high energy um, uh, ration there. So look for your cereals, your your pulps, your maize, your barley, your you know bits of oats, wheat, um, uh, beet pulp, citrus pulp. You know those are the type of ingredients that are going to try and drive those um, uh, performance figures for us on the lambs. Um, not too much starch. So I know there's an awful lot of very high maize diets out there, and look at they work fine if they have um, forage and if they're well-managed. But the problem with some of those really high cereal-based um, diets is if if um, things go wrong, you can end up with lambs with acidosis very quickly and lambs going down. Um, so the management needs to be really good. So we generally are saying, look at the starch level, starch and sugar levels in those in those, in those those diets. Like, and they should, probably should be under kind of 25%. And um, we should be looking at having a, kind of a fiber level of, of at least kind of eight or 9% in those rations. And that makes it a little bit safer. So when you're looking at the label, you will see some of those figures and certainly the fiber figure should be there. And I'd be saying, look, that should be somewhere around eight or 9% fiber, crude fiber um, for, for just to keep the, the ration safe and keep the room and ticking over. The other thing I suppose then is look at it's a, there's coarse versus nuts. And, you know, obviously coarse rations are a little bit cheaper to make. Um, they don't have to be milled. And, you know, some people even go with kind of blends and things like that. And, um, you know, so on the one side, I suppose you have the, the cheaper production cost of those. The flip side of that is that, in my opinion, um, anytime we've used or seen coarse rations being used, they tend to draw an awful lot of birds. Um, it seems to be very hard to keep crows and pigeons and things like that out of the shed and away from the feeders when you're feeding a lot of coarse ration. Lambs also sort those ingredients, tend to maybe sort out some of the the, the the less digestible or tasty ingredients and they seem to spill them out of the trucks or the feeders and that's waste and things like that. So just look at what you need to, I suppose farmers need to weigh that up and see, you know, is there a benefit in, in, in having a coarse ration and trying to deal with crows and birds and, 
um, sorting ingredients inside in trucks and feeders versus going with a nut, um, paying a little bit more for the nut, um, probably having a more uniform product. It doesn't settle out as easily in transport. Um, you know, minerals and things like that are, are, are much better bound inside in the nuts. Um, you have a more uniform product, no sorting, less issues with crows. Um, now, you'll still have issues with crows with nuts, but I mean, less issues, I think, than with, with the coarser type feeds, um, but a little bit higher cost um, in terms of the purchasing of those products. The other thing, I suppose, look at here, a lot of people finishing lambs, um, maybe in particular if they're doing it on a small scale, might be doing it buying the, the ration in, in, in bags. And, you know, there is a very big um, extra cost in buying lamb uh, rationing four stone bags or 25 kilo bags. And just to be aware of that, you know, versus buying it in bulk, um, tipped into a shed somewhere or blown into a bin or even these mini bins that you have now, these kind of um, plastic um, three quarter ton bins where, where the farmer can go and collect it and get it um at, at, a, at a cheaper price so look at just weigh up the options um you know generally i'd say could be a 30 euro price uh differential between bulk versus small bag you know um and just if you're feeding, feeding, feeding a lot of lambs um that obviously adds up um at the end of the year so just be conscious of that as well Michael, just in terms of that finishing ration, the importance of having a suitable mineral mix in that, how vital is that, particularly in the case of those finishing ram lambs? Yep. So I suppose, look at it, um, generally, I, I would say for very short keep lambs, I wouldn't be overly worried about minerals. So, I mean, somebody who's feeding lambs for, for three or four weeks, you know, in particular, if they're on a forage-based diet um, and there's a small little bit of, of something like barley or a bit of maize going in there just to to, to um, help put a bit of condition on them, um, that's probably fine. But for the longer keep type lambs or longer finishing periods, I think it's important that the ration is, is properly balanced. So that might be somebody who has their own cereals um, and they're, basically either buying a balance or nut. So that's a, a nut with a bit of maybe protein and some some minerals in it. Or they're they're basically um licensed to, to, to mix, have a home mixing system and they have they approve the, the various different paperwork to, to allow them to do that and they're buying a mineral mix and putting it through some sort of a mixer. Um or somebody who's going and buying a proprietary mix and and uh, that has a mineral in it, um, and that and I think that's important. So for the the where we're feeding lambs a significant amount of meal, and in particular for longer periods of time, it is important that it's properly balanced, has the appropriate um, mineral vitamin mix, and very important when we're finishing lambs, Kieran is that we have included in that ammonium chloride. Okay, so ammonium chloride basically is a mineral that you, the substance that we add to the mineral mix, and it's to reduce the incidence of urinary calculi. So urinary calculi in store lambs is basically where the crystals form um, in the urine, and they basically block the waterworks. So basically, the 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 ram lamb or the weather lamb is unable to urinate, and it's it's a fatal condition basically because you know they they can't urinate and the bladder ruptures and the lambs will die from that um it is kind of magnesium and calcium crystals um that form in the urine that create the problem and it's generally something that's associated with intensive meal feeding um so there are a number of options to prevent that one is to add salt 
to the to the to the ration, and the salt basically encourages the lambs to drink lots of water. And what you hope there is that they flush out the the minerals um, or these little crystals as they're as they're forming in the urine before they get to the size that they create blockages. Um, so that salt um, prevents uh, urinary calculi by basically promoting you know, excess water intake. So and lots of urination. The challenge, I suppose, with that is it depends on them having water available. Um, and also, there are issues there, I suppose, in terms of bedding, in, even on slats. You know, you know, if they're drinking lots of water, you have lots of, of moisture. Um, and that has issues in terms of ventilation and things like that as well. So better, again, than salt is to use ammonium chloride. Uh, ammonium chloride, we generally include at about a half of 1% of the diet. Um so uh, five kgs per ton of ammonium chloride it would be what the most manufacturers will be putting in there, and the benefit of including ammonium chloride is that it doesn't we don't depend on the lambs to drink the water. The ammonium chloride what that does is it it changes the pH of the urine, and it prevents the the crystals from forming in the first place. So it, it's probably a better system for controlling urinary calculi in high risk diets and farms where we've had problems with ammonium uh, with urinary calculi. They might even put in a little bit more, even up to maybe 0.8 or one percent ammonium chloride into the ration uh, in those high risk situations to 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 try and prevent those crystals from from forming. So look at um, anyone who is going feeding lambs significant amounts of, of concentrate feed um, to finish them, you know, ad lib or very intensive finishing systems. What I would say is, you know, make sure there is a, a proper lamb finishing mineral in there. It is important that the diet is is balanced for things like calcium and phosphorus and things like that. Those ratios are important, but also make sure that there is um, an antidiuretic in there to make sure that we don't get urinary calculi. And for most people, that's going to be ammonium chloride, you know, half a percent of ammonium chloride in the ration um, to prevent that from happening. And that that will basically save save our lambs and prevent headaches um, further on down the line. There really is no shortcuts for those in that intensive finishing system. Absolutely. Look at just a one comment on that as well. You know, in bull finishing systems, there are a lot of, of rations out there with buffers, added buffers to kind of... Um, you know, maintain the rumen pH and prevent acidosis and things like that. And those buffers don't work for lambs, uh, primarily for the reason that they knock out the ammonium chloride. Um, so just be careful, kind of, you know, bull finishing rations um, are, are probably not suitable for, for lambs, you know, some of these treated grains and things like that, insofar as that the risk of, of, of urinary calculi can be quite high um, where the lambs are fed those rations. Look, a lot to consider, Mike. You've covered a lot of ground, and I really appreciate your time for coming on and going through it. Was a bit more detail, I suppose. If at the finish, maybe on one line of it, whether you're selling or whether you're buying, sitting down and doing a budget and having a plan in it is really what has to happen in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's it, um, Kieran. In a nutshell, it's it's you know, there's a very useful tool there that store lamb finishing calculator. So store lamb finishing calculator. Go onto the Chagas website and type it in or just type it into Google. It should pop up there. It's an Excel sheet. It's available to everybody. You don't have to be a Chagas client. You don't have to have a login or anything. It's there, free to use for everybody. Plug your figures into it, you know. Um, check out your, your, your lambs. See what weight bands you have, the number of lambs in the various different weight categories. And um, plug them into that calculator and um, you, you'll have the figures there. 
it'll tell you exactly what, what's in it and then you can make an informed decision do you keep lambs do you feed lambs do you sell lambs you know what what option do you do Mike good having you on thanks again for that alright thanks Kieran. ok we're going to leave it there so over the last two episodes we focused on some of the key things to consider for those with lambs left on farms and those finishing store lambs as Michael's indicated there's a lot of different things that can have an impact on it having your budget in place having a plan in place at the beginning is key again I put up that link to the store lamb calculator you'll also find the host information on the Chagas public website on store lamb finishing that's it for me for updates from the sheep program keep an eye on our twitter page at Chagas Sheep I'm Kieran Lynch thanks for joining us don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes <laughs>